Have you ever wondered why you aren't getting the results, relationships, or life that you want, or why some of your clients run into the same problems? I'm certified life coach, Lindsay Pullman, and I'm here to tell you that there's nothing wrong with you. There's just more to understand about the multifaceted beauty of the human body. I believe that being trauma-informed is an essential standard of care for coaches, and I'm here to support life coaches who recognize that there is so much more than mindset work when it comes to supporting ourselves and our clients responsibly. So glad you're here. Come on in. everybody. I hope you're doing so well on this wonderful day. I don't know what the weather's like where you are. It was supposed to be raining today where I am. I'm currently in the Dolomites and today was our, it was meant to be our big family hike day. <laughs> and we looked at the weather forecast Wednesday or Tuesday night and my husband Danny was laughing because he's like, uh, did you see the weather for Thursday? And he was like, it's supposed to be raining. And I was like, yeah, but it doesn't have to be. Anyway, it turned out to be this gorgeous, gorgeous day. Uh, we had a beautiful, beautiful time hiking. If any of you are on my Instagram, then you might see a little bit of it and the stories coming up here. But man, the Dolomites are otherworldly. And I keep saying that about Italy. There's so many beautiful places here that just, it's almost like their own world within beautiful world of Italy. It's just insane. But I'm loving it. We're about two one and a half, two hours from the Austrian border. So we're, there are a lot of just really, really cute mountain houses, mountain styles and things like that. But we've got like the Italian flair, the Italian culture, Italian food, Italian gelato. So we've been having a blast over here and of course experiencing real life. So for those of you who are my close friends on Instagram, I try to share a little bit more of that as well. So you see some behind the scenes because real life still happens when you live in Europe. <laughs> FYI. Anyway. So I had this idea about a month ago to do a series called Love Letters to those who may be feeling unseen, unheard, invalidated with respect to their specific set of life experiences. While I can't speak to all of you, I plan to periodically post Love Letters episodes so that people can feel seen, heard, and validated and, and witnessed in whatever their life experiences, even though all of our life experiences are so unique to us. It doesn't mean that we can't relate and support each other in solidarity because of similar things that we've experienced. So one thing I want to qualify before I share this is, first of all, my love letter today is to those married to spouses or partners with chronic mental illness, so chronic ongoing mental illness. And I really want to qualify that if you are in a marriage with active abuse of any sort, please don't take this love letter to me that you should stay. Your marriage is yours. Decide whether to stay, go, or something else. Please, for anyone listening, whether you're in a relationship with active abuse or not, or maybe it's, you know, you have someone in your family with a chronic mental illness that's really tough. Just know that your life is yours and you get to decide how to show up in these relationships, how to set boundaries and things like that. So please take the words that resonate with you. And if stuff doesn't, just discard that, right? And just know that you know, while there is something to be said for sacrifice in marriage and relationships, I don't think we need to sacrifice in ways to betray our needs as well. Okay. Oh, no. And before I submit the letter, I also wanted to let you know that when I wrote this draft for the podcast, I wrote it while listening to one of my quote grief songs that I used to listen to over and over again around six or seven years ago. It's called 
Perfect, which you guys probably know by Ed Sheeran. It's a great song. But this is the Piano Guys version. And for whatever reason, um, it was like a grief song for me. So it really helped me feel sadness, pain, or whatever I needed to process. And and as I was listening to it today, oh, it took me back to a time where I felt alone, undersupported, few, scared, frustrated, foggy, and I was in total survival mode. And, you know, a lot of you might already know my story, but just for context with respect to this podcast episode, you know, six, seven years ago, my husband hadn't been working for a few years due to a debilitating and non-functioning mental illness. He'd had some childhood trauma come to a big, fat, ugly head. And it really had felt like our lives had completely 180 because up until this point, all I knew was that my husband was the epitome of high functioning. Um, he had almost a 4.0 science GPA from pre-med classes at BYU. Everywhere he went, he was asked to be a leader. He was making six figures as a dentist and he had a great guy he was about to partner up with and just adored by his dental team, like just adored by everyone he knew. And he was like completely high functioning, right? And then it suddenly changed and things went 80 and he started having panic attacks and he had to stop working as a dentist. And what ensued was years of surviving, stabilizing, figuring out how to make money with a, with a non-functioning spouse and realizing too that like if I was going to work I needed to find work that I was passionate about as well so learning how to get to a place where I was willing to make big calls and make changes for myself as well um and I just want to offer too that while my partner and I have come so far I'm so in love with him so committed to him mental health still affects our life and impacts our lives in a chronic way and um, I have had to process and release secondary trauma from the chronic exposure. And, you know, that being said, like my mental well-being has been affected too. And I wouldn't change a thing about the person that I'm married to. I love his soul. I love his essence. He is one of the most amazing men that I know. But that doesn't mean that both of us with respect to our mental health and well-being, it doesn't mean that we don't impact each other. Uh, to say that I'm not or shouldn't be impacted by him or vice versa erases our humanity and would leave us as robots, shells of humans with a trapped soul deep within. And so anyway, now that I've given you a little bit of background just with respect to our situation and kind of what I went through, I want to focus on you. Something funny too that I think is interesting um, some very understated parts of marital vows that you hear in movies is that whole in sickness and in health thing. <laughs> I remember feeling that six, seven years ago, like that should be made more clear. But, you know, a lot of times with life, you just never know what you're getting into and vice versa. And I will say like, through all of it, I'm really grateful that my husband treated me the way that he did with loads and loads of respect and love and empowerment. And I think that the way he always respected me through our marriage, you know, up until the point where he became non-functioning, it almost felt like um, he was able to, he supported me and just really anchoring into myself and sustaining myself and, and loving myself for who I am. So without further ado, here is my love letter to you. Dear beautiful soul who inhabits a human body, I want you to know that I see you. I see and I understand your struggles. 
Not to the exact tenet as you, of course, but something similar. And first off, I want to just tell you that I'm sorry. I'm sorry that this has been hard for you. I'm sorry that you carry this burden. And although it isn't you in the spotlight of being mentally ill, it has likely impacted you to a large extent as well. And how could it not? You share the energy of your partner on a day-to-day basis. I'm sorry that people around you may not understand and are perhaps uncomfortable with feeling and don't know how to help you like they would if it was something else, some sort of other sickness or disease that's more socially accepted by society today. I'm sorry for people who have discounted the pain that you're in or potentially insinuated that, quote, others have it worse. Everything happens for a reason, end quote, and all those other little things that people say that don't help especially when your wounds are raw. I'm sorry that you haven't received the love and support that you had hoped from those you thought closest to you. Perhaps you hoped for more visits, more calls, more support with your kids. And I'm sorry if you've had to be a caretaker for as long as you have. I know it's exhausting work. I'm sorry you felt like everything rested on you for as long as it has. I'm sorry that It's felt like the buck always stops with you and that you haven't felt like you could hand off a baton anywhere to anyone else. I'm sorry if it's affected you financially in ways that elicit fear and uncertainty and terror. If you had to start working or doing something that doesn't light up your soul, I apologize. I'm sorry for tears that you cried alone where it felt like there wasn't a witness. I see you. God sees you. Angels and unsafe beings see you. I'm sorry for any trauma or secondary trauma, betrayal trauma that you may be experiencing as a witness to your partner's mental illness. I'm sorry if you haven't always felt safe with your partner. If you've been betrayed or lied to, I'm deeply sorry and I'm here in solidarity with you. I'm sorry for any mental illness or other side effects that have potentially arisen for you due to this chronic exposure. I'm sorry for the late nights, the early mornings, the setting up appointments, the driving, the organizing, the pharmacy pickups, drop-offs, phone calls, and roles that you took on where you felt like a caretaker. I'm sorry for how this has affected you physically, mentally, spiritually, and emotionally. I'm sorry for the times that you wondered if your partner was ever going to come home from work or a run or a walk or something else. Sorry for the anxiety that you might have felt that time. I'm sorry for the times that you found your spouse suffering, whether it was fainting from medication, hitting his or her head on something, on a heap in the floor in the closet, not able to get out of bed, or not able to fall asleep, or something else. I'm sorry for the patience you've had to exhibit while your partner finds resources for healing that are sustainable and long-lasting. I'm sorry for any lack of understanding when your partner has been able to attend social events or church, or other things like that, or say yes to certain um, volunteer requests in ways that may be expected in your community. If your partner's taking meds, I'm sorry for the time that it took, or it is taking for him or her to find that sweet spot where they feel like they've found calm from a storm. Again, I'm sorry for the times you witnessed your partner suffering and you couldn't do anything about it. If this relates to you, I'm sorry for the people who didn't pull through that you imagined who would, who withdrew instead. I'm sorry that 
there were people who were too uncomfortable with your situation that stopped contacting or connecting with you. I'm sorry for people who misread your situation for whatever reason, who saw your partner as weak, while you know the opposite is true. If there was any story as to some of the roots of your partner's mental illness and people around you have tried to silence the story, I'm also sorry. That isn't fair. You and your partner don't deserve that. I'm sorry for those nights that your partner couldn't sleep and kept you up. Sorry for the times that you question yourself due to your conditioning, socialization, what people have said or what your partner potentially has said. I'm so sorry for extra effort you expend on your end to run the household. You know that the capacity just isn't there for a 50-50-ish split. And while you get that there are ebbs and flows over the span of life, it has just felt like a really long ebb as far as household duties and work is concerned. And I want you to know that I'm sorry. And that I understand that with respect to household duties, that there is time spent conceiving, planning, executing tasks. And I see you and I'm sorry for that added mental load on your end. I know that it's so much more than just the execution. I'm sorry for how much more you do to support your children because your partner has had to focus on, on survival for as long as he has. You understand this, yet it makes sense and it's hard for you too. Again, I'm sorry for any chronic exposure you've experienced. I know it's wearing. And again, as I said earlier, secondary trauma can be developed, so please take care of you, love. I want you to know that you have done so much. You have been so much. And what a gift you are to your partnership. I see you. I feel you. I hear you. I believe your story. Your pain was real. You don't need to discount any of the pain that you've experienced. You feeling pain doesn't take away someone else's ability to feel pain. Please let yourself feel whatever it is that you need to feel. Thank you for your efforts. Thank you for doing what you've done for as long as you have. You didn't have to, but you did. You don't have to, but you do. You are a warrior. And remember, the wisest warriors know their limits. I hope and dream that you're taking care of yourself in all of this. I dream that you're seeing and realizing that you need to be the priority for yourself, for your well-being as well. I dream that you're kind and compassionate to yourself for the things that maybe you've done or said in the past that you wouldn't choose to do today. I dream that you've found support, that you've found support from earth and from above earth and from the seen and from the unseen. And although maybe some relationships have been lost, I hope that as you've safely found those to be vulnerable with, that you found deeper, more meaningful, fulfilling, lasting friendships. I dream and I pray and I co-manifest that you'll continue to find other people around you that get you. And I'm grateful for souls such as you. And let's make sure that we manifest and wish and hope for people that get us and love us just as we are. There's nothing that you need to change to be loved, adorned, desired, cherished. You're amazing just the way you are. I appreciate you. 
I am amazed. I'm in awe and I'm inspired by your persistence, tenacity, resilience, and your ability to love. You exude love by the way you exist. You model just what the world needs. Your humanity. Thank you for being who you are. Thank you for existing. Thank you for listening to you and putting yourself first. I don't have all the answers for you, but I am here in solidarity, loving and supporting you. I see you. I hear you. I love you. I really do. You are not alone. You deserve to be seen. You deserve to experience joy right now in this life. You deserve to feel free. You deserve to think and care for yourself as a priority. Thank you again from the depths of my soul for being you. With love and as always, be gentle and kind. P.S. <laughs> if you're looking for a playlist that can help you just maybe help you feel and bring up feelings and emotions to process, I will make sure that my assistant puts a link at the bottom of the show notes so that you can have access to that as well. Have a beautiful and lovely day and please be compassionate with your beautiful soul. Goodbye. Hey, come and join us in this revolution. Gotta crawl before we walk this in evolution. So are you ready to become a part of our forever community of trauma-informed coaches? Go to lindsaypullman.com and see if my advanced certification is a fit for you. And we ready to heal this what we pursuing. Coaches change lives, this what we doing. This the place to be, no need to panic see. We got each other's backs in this healing community. Want to know the facts? It's simple. When we coming together, yeah, we got unity.